welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 3rd of December 2022 and the title of this episode is Could We Get Indie RPGs on the NHS? Handy work games are in the spotlight this month as voted for by patrons. I don't think John at Handywork is at Dragon Meet, so if I get my act together, I'll reach out to him and try and arrange a Q&A. The fact that I'm at the start of the cycle again, reaching out to a tabletop publisher for an interview, reveals that it's the start of the month, and Geek Native patrons have five new options to vote for. The winner will be the first spotlight of 2023. The five candidates are... Grim Press, The Naughty Works, The Red Room, Open Ended Games, and Catlius. If you are a site or podcast backer, then pop over to Patreon or go via the Spotlight page for the vote link, and you'll find those in the podcast transcript. As we are approaching the new year, it's a good time to reflect on the RPG Publisher Spotlight. Are there any easy tweaks that you can see that would make it better. I can't promise to make all the changes, but I can certainly listen. Listening is an excellent thing to do, and it's a mental health skill. Speaking of which, tabletop games are also a mental health skill. How do I know for sure? There's been a 10-month study from the Bohana Group, a charity that investigates such things, and they've looked at role-playing games and found that playing them can improve your social skills and reduce social and general anxiety. I thought as much, but it's good to know. I wonder how the gaming landscape might change if health services recognise the hobby as a healthy activity. Could we get indie RPGs on the NHS? That's a question that becomes a bit of a rabbit hole, doesn't it? Would D&D be a better game for the NHS to buy for those potential gamers as identified as potentially benefiting? I mean, it's not as if a commercial deal with the multinational Hasbro is out of the question, as the NHS buys medicine from Big Pharma all the time. It might even be more manageable. But it feels nicer to imagine the NHS supporting people's mental health and indie gamers. Perhaps access to games isn't even the problem. It's access to GMs and storytellers and friendly gaming groups. How do you even begin to cross that bridge if you suffer from social anxiety? Mm, I don't know. And it feels like a big, significant, scary question. Thankfully, RPGs themselves are increasingly easy to get into and are getting less intimidating. You might see where I'm heading with this, as the big news from the world of D&D this month isn't just the latest unearthed arcana playtest for one D&D, it's the news that Dungeons & Dragons will stop talking about races. Wizards of the Coast talked to consultants and they settled on the term species instead. I imagine some people will see this change as, quote, political correctness gone mad, end quote, and they will feel threatened by the change, that their hobby has been taken away from them, and they will battle through all sorts of aggressive insecurities. Now, I say imagine, because I've not seen such comments in social media. Okay, I've not looked, but usually when there's a backlash, it's hard to miss. I guess the pruning of my own social channels must be going well. 
However, I have seen comments that say that Wizards of the Coast haven't gone far enough. The argument here is that species is pretty much the same as race. The concern is that intelligence, culture and other behavioural characteristics all get squished into a racist take of the world. Now, Wizards of the Coast have said that they talk to consultants, yes, but the counter-arguments are that the consultants simply seem to be used as shields. Wizards of the Coast are hiding behind them. We don't know exactly what the consultants were asked to consult on, and they could still be wrong anyway. I will stick my neck out and suggest that the word species does not seem to have the same baggage as the word race does. Now, one D&D could have used alternatives such as heritage, lineage, culture, or terms that suggest environmental factors. I, I don't think it's easy, and I guess it depends on the game world. I mean, Warforged are constructs of magic and material, and I can see that it does seem to make them a different species to a dwarf, elf, or orc. It is worth remembering too that gaming is just gaming, it's not more important than real life. The argument, but it's like this in my game world, is as weak as defending bad playing with a, but it's what my character would do, defence. I suspect the proof will be in the pudding. We will have to see how scoffily one D&D handles this legacy problem, and whether it does any better than Spelljammer and the racist howlers that made. There's more D&D news this week, just bits and pieces, but were they of some speculation? The first D&D book of 2023 is open for pre-order, at least on Amazon, and that's Keys from the Golden Vault, and Amazon UK are asking 41.79 for it, with a February 21st shipping date. I noticed that indie bookshops have the alternative cover of Dragonlance Shadow of the Dragon Queen with a shipping date ahead of Amazon's regular copy. I know that's barely news, but I find my brain down another rabbit hole of whether these retailers really would get their book before Amazon, and whether the idea was that people had to go to a physical shop. Amazon would surely be swifter on the parcel dispatch, right, given their logistics might. But some of the indie bookshops are e-commerce only. Perhaps Amazon just knows how to manage expectations better and they've added a day for delivery. I also noticed two more D&D licenses in Amazon, with Quest Chronicles and a new yearbook. One is due in 2024 and the yearbook in 2023, and both are from a publisher called Expanse. After some frustrated googling, the only Expanse publisher I could find was some sort of Christian collective that promised clean books. Really? I know many committed Christians play D&D, and thank you. But I have to wonder what a clean specialist would make of D&D. In this case, clean means something like sanitised and improved according to this particular religious lens. Sticking with 5e, and I guess still with Christian vibes, there's Hellboy. The official Hellboy tabletop RPG was previously a partnership between Redscar and Mantic. Now it's a partnership between Nightfall Games and Mantic. If you want to buy the PDF from DriveThruRPG, you'll have to get it from Nightfall. And it is a good time to do so as Nightfall have put a bundle together. Nightfall say they will work with Mantic on fresh content for the game line. Another deal worth highlighting is the one between Noble Knight Games and the retailer's own workers. Noble Knight Games has voluntarily recognised the workers' union. I saw lots of pressure on them to do the right thing, but that doesn't mean they would have found it easy. 
I know unions are especially scary to American companies. This makes me like Noble Knight even more, and I hope they don't feel as if they were forced into some sort of cultural sacrifice. Sacrifice is the theme of Die. Creators Kirian Gillen and Stephanie Harris worked on the tabletop RPG for the comic book themselves, and then Rowan Rook and Deckard, the high-profile indie publisher, helped. It's a story about gamers who, as I understand it, get to a fantasy world and then try and stay there. It's not about getting home. It's about sacrificing stuff to stay away. Nice twist. There's new free stuff too. Magpie Games have released another Root Quick Start, and this one is Talon Hill. Now, there are enough quick starts to form a bundle. I don't see the downside. If Magpie have the resources, this keeps Root front of mind, it makes it easier to get into, and it looks after people who might prefer pre-written content but struggle to afford it. Pazio has released a freebie for the Drift Crisis in Starfinder. You can grab Drift Hacker's Player's Guide now. I think this is a great approach. It's a document to give your players or for a potential player to find and download and then encourage their gaming group to try Starfinder. The Player's Guide helps coordinate group and character creation. Therefore, it saves you time. It gives people a thing to do and it builds buzz for the coming adventure. In fact, it's been a busy, buzzy week all round, especially with new releases. On the bundle side of things, this is our usual outro, I'll highlight the Shadowrun Mega Bundle on the Bundle of Holding. That Shadowrun 1E and 2E deals for the 20-year-old classic fantasy cyberpunk game. And if you're quick, as it ends on the 7th, there's also a collection of ebooks and with Dungeon Crawl Classic stats from Goodman in the Tales from the Magician's Skull offer. Lastly, at Itch, there's an indie publisher supporting Solstice Fantasy Bundle. Gosh, it is dark outside as I record this, and it's only a few hours after lunch. I'm about to head off to Edinburgh's Indie Gamers Christmas Social, and I wonder if I need to bring a flashlight. So let's finish up there, don't fear the dark, and I'll see you next week.